0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: All right, Tom, here we are, episode 289 of the Spanish Announce Table. We are inching ever close to the 300 mark. Yeah, Tom, What? Uh, what's new, man?
0: Well, so we're recording this on a Friday, July 3rd, the day before America celebrates it, its independence from uh, England. Uh and so it's a little bit abnormal have the day off from work which is great. Um other than just getting ready for the weekend, uh we're going to head up to Emily's parents uh for a little bit. Uh, Hamilton is now on Disney Plus, so we're going to watch that. Uh if longtime listeners can remember back about a year ago, which seems like 10 years ago, uh, I actually went to see Hamilton when it came through to Kansas City. So now I get to see with the original actors, such as Lynn Manuel, Miranda, and all of that stuff. Uh, so I'm excited for that just because I want to see, you know, the primetime players uh, act out this uh, amazing musical.
1: So Titus O'Neill and, that. and uh, Darren Young? Yeah,
0: why not? I like it. Primetime Put them players. in there, too. Right. I bet, yeah, they can have them be, you know, George Washington, is, Thomas Jefferson. Is somebody cool going to bark? It'd be cool if they Uh, did. uh, Yeah, right. Right? So, uh, other than that, uh, just gonna enjoy kind of a longer weekend than usual. Been extremely busy uh, at work, um, just with just a a mountain of uh, activities and tasks to get accomplished. Um, So, yeah. But we're recording on a Friday, which feels like a Saturday because I have the day off. Got a good run in right before we started this podcast. Now I'm drinking my coffee uh midday which feels abnormal but also kind of right uh so yeah everything in my world is good how about
1: you oh man just uh surviving Uh, my wife left town for a you know family thing um kind of did she
0: go get the milk or did she go buy some cigarettes yeah
1: she's she's gonna be back soon though she she was supposed to be back a couple days ago went to buy some cigarettes but
0: uh yep you're not answering her phone
1: but i'm sure everything's fine i mean that happens from time to time um yeah, So, I've been doing the single dad thing again for a little bit. Um, and this morning uh, was fun. I go to leave. I was supposed to go to work, right? Get up there and um, get in the car, or the truck, rather, because my wife took the car to Maine. And um, it, it start heading down the road, you know, the, the drive we've got. And it says uh, 14 PSI in the back tire. You should air that thing back up to, like, 40. And I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. uh what? And I get out, and you can just hear it, like, just and I was like, Oh, that's great. Um, and then, uh, you know, so that involves trying to get a spare off, uh, which I've never done on this vehicle, uh, calling into work saying, Hey, uh, you know, i got to do this. Don't have another ride at the moment, uh, unless you guys want to come get me, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and so that, that means going and buying tires, twelve hundred dollars out of nowhere so oh Mm -hmm. yeah so it's been a fun day so hopefully that energy won't come across in this podcast hopefully this turns that frown upside down Tom and uh, let's make this a good show yeah let's
0: hope so Mm -hmm. so since we are recording on a Friday unlike our typical Thursday uh, we do have some late breaking news Uh, It's been made official, and we've kind of understood this relationship before this new merger, air quotes I'm using here. Uh, But it's been announced that WWE has now purchased Evolve. Uh, Obviously, Evolve kind of over the years has evolved into the, um, uh, I guess, more of like a developmental league of kind of what NXT was going to be. But then NXT got moved up to essentially a third brand. Uh, So, uh, yeah, now it's been made official. WWE will uh, run those shows if they feel fit. Also, they now own the library of uh, Evolve Pro Wrestling, uh, which means I think 151 episodes of Evolve Pro Wrestling has been um, captured on camera. Uh, so now WWE can maybe add that to the network. Uh, doesn't really give clear indication on what the contracts of the wrestlers what happens to them if they just get moved into nxt developmental uh, if they stay where they're at if they just get released uh, obviously a good friend of ours uh, anthony shark bakatera an involved pro wrestler reached out to him to confirm the news uh he was able to confirm uh the purchase uh but then didn't really have too many other details to share would
1: you, would you call him a good friend i mean he was only the best man at your wedding right
0: yeah he was the best yeah. man at my wedding that is true um, but he is a friend of the show as well. So, he you know, is a friend of dual, the show. He is. Dual threat there, that Anthony Sharkbait Gutierrez. Uh, but yeah, so now it looks like WWE has an official developmental league that I think will not be pushed up to how NXT is currently right now. Uh, so what's your thoughts on that?
1: It does feel like that's the developmental league that they don't want under the camera, right? Uh, I mean, not that it's not under the camera, but under the the view of their performance center and Mm -hmm. developmental league, right? It's one that old school where they could send them off to somebody else. Right. And, and act like they're turning a blind eye to what's going on over there. Not for any nefarious purposes, but just, Hey man, that's not ours. If they did something stupid or if they're still learning, that's, you know, they're just operating over there. Right. Um, does feel like that's nice for them to have even when they have their own developmental league, right? Because, you know, that serves its own purpose versus having your own in-house coaching center, you know? So um, I think that'll be good for them. I think it'll be nice for, like you said, extra WWE network content because as much content as they have, that's a thing. Like they really only have – they can really only check a couple boxes, um, and a couple of the boxes they check, they only check with one or two, you know, documentaries or, or episodes as far as like content types, right. Um, I'd say genres, if you will. And so, you know, more wrestling could only help that. Right. So that'll be nice to have evolve around. It'll be interesting to see how these operate. Right. because I think they were trying to do some of this over in like the UK with that. So this seems to be their plan moving forward is find these little places, bring them under the quote-unquote WWE umbrella, maybe let them operate as they operate, but we own the place. And if it starts getting hot, well, then we're going to take the reins.
0: Yeah, so I don't know exactly what what this will look like moving forward. Obviously, with COVID, you never know what anything's going to look like until hopefully we get on the other end of this pandemic uh, but I don't know if Gabe will continue to run the shows or if maybe they bring down a producer from NXT to then start taking over. Uh, we'll see what that looks like. Also, do they even run shows? Cause Higher as I mentioned, match. fans are not allowed. So I don't know where an evolved show would even take place. Um, and then on top of that, uh, I, I think the biggest, um, uh, Attraction for WWE to buy and evolve is then you can fill out the career of some of your current stars, right? So now, with Johnny Gargano, you can get a more in depth look at how he developed through, you know, being a rookie. Uh, into what he is today because he made a a lot of great matches in the evolve promotion same with ricochet same with matt riddle uh walter has some good matches down there Uh, obviously on monday night raw you have austin theory austin theory made his name in evolve um so We'll see what well, that looks
1: like. Future Hall of Famer Anthony Sharkbank Gutierrez is, is accepting his, you know, his induction into the Hall of Fame. You'll be able to look back at his entire tape library.
0: Yeah, so we'll see what this looks like. Um, but I think currently it's good for that library, like I said, to get a full retrospective on someone who is current in the roster with a – Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, Ricochet, those kind of guys. So I like the move. Uh, hopefully, the current Evolve wrestlers can still continue to work. Maybe this means they're going to start doing Evolve shows at the NXT Performance Center. You know, that adds more bo- bodies. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, so breaking news WWE has now officially purchased Evolve Pro Wrestling.
1: I'm very intrigued to see where this moves forward. And because if this goes well, there's no reason they wouldn't do this with more places, right?
0: Which, which then becomes a little scary, right? Cause then it's one huge conglomerate over the whole pro wrestling industry. Like one of our biggest takeaways and why we kind of got burned out the first time around with Spanish announce table is because there was no alternative to WWE, right? Like Monday night, Raw was getting droning. SmackDown was getting almost unw- unwatchable. So then we we're like, all right, we're done now rising from uh, uh, the ashes, like a Phoenix in the night, uh, we have AEW, who's just been killing it, and so we came back, and there's our there's our alternative for kind of run in the mill, paint by numbers pro wrestling that WWE gives us. So. Uh, hopefully it's a good partnership with Evolve and WWE, but I'm not too excited if WWE then takes over Journey Pro or AAW or well, Progress. Right. I mean, how you many know places I mean?
1: can be throwing piss in other wrestlers' faces? Right. I mean,
0: right. I mean, you can only do that on the you know the top. It's the only top. cool
1: in so many places, right?
0: Right. And it's definitely cool on SmackDown.
1: <laughs> definitely the coolest. Um. Yeah, so WWE Buys Evolve. That's the biggest news story I saw, so I don't think there was anything else out there. Right. Nobody got stabbed. Nobody got uh, the COVID and keeled over, right?
0: Yeah, no more hashtags, it looks like, for this week. So uh, let's just get into uh, the biggest news of the wrestling week in our eyes, and that is uh, the first night of both NXT Great American Bash, but then the real story, and we're going to dive into this because we have picks on the line, of aew fighter fest night one uh so generally speaking before we do a little bit more of a deep dive into uh aew fighter fest what did you think did you watch it live did you catch it later uh what were your uh thoughts leaving night one going into night two for next week
1: i caught like the first two matches live and then caught the rest later um and you know it was good uh but You know, AEW does this well. I mean, again, I don't think this stands out as like any of, you know, this isn't one of their top, you know, biggest main event things I've seen. But, you know, I liked what I saw.
0: Yeah, I think uh, they're almost a victim of their own success because so many things before this were so good. You know, you, you think back to the stadium stampede match, all out, all in, double or nothing. You know, so expectations were high, and this being almost a throwback to a WCW Clash of Champions where it's like a pay-per-view, but on TV, um, my expectations were really high. I thought the first half of the show was really solid, and maybe because of storylines that just didn't hit home with me, the second half of uh, of the show didn't really... Uh, keep my interest uh throughout again they were all great matches I, I i enjoyed the show uh from start to finish and i thought the 2 hours went by super quick it, it's one of the uh great things about aews i never feel like oh man it's only you know fill in the time and we still have 45 minutes or whatever it is like it feels like man that was 2 hours that's already 2 hours well, i guess i got to wait till next week you know right. so uh I agree with you. It wasn't the, you know, um, write home or, you know, do an instant podcast recap episode. It wasn't any instant classic like that, but there was definitely great fun moments throughout. And then, uh, yeah. So let's just kind of break it down. Uh, the first match of the night, we had MJF and Wardlow taking on Jurassic express, which was jungle boy and Luchasaurus. Uh, before the match, MJF just cut an, awesome promo talking shit on luchasaurus for being green and that's just not the color of his tongue talking about how jungle boy is spending uh his father's inheritance uh and then talking about how he has to do all of this because they're in a ratings war and he brings the the eyeballs i just thought it was just perfect mjf uh what did you think of the promo
1: uh, he's amazing, right? And he looked ridiculous to boot, which Jericho's calling out, um, you know. Which, and
0: Chris Jericho, of all people, to say how someone else looks in that Canadian jacket.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, by the way, Chris Jericho was amazing, but he was on through beyond just this, you know, but um, he really set helped set the tone, I think, and maybe that's part of, you know what I mean, some of why, you know, this first half went better, right? Um, yeah, maybe. It was felt like a party when he's out there having fun, doing what he does, um, but just yeah MJF is great with the promo and got me really into this match which otherwise I might have just because you know we've seen this like he's saying it's been going on um so he addressed that elephant right just just stabbed right at it right which is good right like hey I know you've seen this but here's why you're going to care again
0: yeah and uh I thought the match itself was really good uh, Jurassic Spre- Express gets the win and that's what I picked I think is that what you picked as well or did you pick MJF and Wardlow
1: I would have to go back and listen.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, I know I picked Jurassic Express and, And credit to my uh, intuition, but I thought that, you know, Wardlow and MJF might have a little bit of dissension, and that's what happened with uh, MJF punching Wardlow on accident with the the ring on his finger, Uh, Jurassic Express, even though they lost individually to both members, they're stronger as a team, they get the victory. I think that's a story you need to tell with Jurassic Express is where, you know, as singles competitors, they're going to beat most people on aw dark when they get to dynamite they're going to have some good wins but they're not the top of the top but when you put these two together man they're almost unstoppable and i think that's the endearing quality about them right it's a it's a dinosaur and his boy you know what i mean and uh and and so that's why i like the team together more than i do as individuals obviously jungle boy and his match with mjf at uh, the previous pay-per-view uh was really really good And so it shows that he can stand on his own. But for the time being, uh, I like this tag team. And it just shows you uh, just how strong the tag team division is in AEW. I know a lot of people, and I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent before we get back into the matches here. I know a lot of people always talk about uh, the best division in pro wrestling is the NXT women's division. And where that might be a little bit true with you know Io Shirai, uh, Charlotte Flair when she was down there for the time, Rhea Ripley. Uh, you know, Candice LeRae, and I can go on and on. I really feel like the tag team division in AEW is the strongest division in all of pro wrestling. You know, you I put that division up against any universal championship picture, intercontinental picture, tag team division on SmackDown Raw, NXT, any of it. Uh, I think AEW's tag team division is awesome because a team like Jurassic Express, who I really love, isn't even a title contender, but they still make me want to watch their matches.
1: Even over the X-Division Impact. uh, All right, never mind. I can't even complete that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you might have something there. I mean, I was just trying to think of, you know, to be a contrarian asshole to you uh, of what I would counter with, but, I mean, nothing really stands heading above it, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, think about all of the great acts uh, or teams, I guess. If you want to keep it kayfabe in the AEW tag team division, you have Jurassic Express, Private Party, Power uh, Pride, and Powerful with you know Inner Circle. Uh, if you want to, when he comes back, La Sex Gods, Chris Jericho, and Sammy Guevara. Uh, then you have the tag team champions in Kenny Omega and Adam Page. You still have Best Friends. You still have SCU. Like that's seven teams, Private and I parties. haven't even talked about. Pri- well, I just talked about Private oh, yeah, Party, I mean- FTR. Young Bucks, uh um Butcher and the Blade, and the Blade uh and yeah. Lucha Bros. I mean that's Lucha 11 Bros. teams right there. That's yeah. really good.
1: It's a lot, it might be too many. They're going to uh
0: Well, that yeah, we'll get into uh the main event of Night 1 here in a little bit, but let's go into the next match. Uh it was Penelope Ford versus AEW Women's Champion, give me her name again. Bianca Shida. There you go. Uh man, this was a great match. I thought this was the match of the night. What did you think?
1: I thought it was really good. Um I like how they kind of got um Kip Sabian out of the way for a little bit, right? There was an, an easy reason for him not to be there, which gave Penelope Ford a chance to kind of show, you know, herself without the heel tactics, which have its place, and they did arise later, right? Like he did come back out and try to try to swing the, you know, uh, yeah, the kendo stick right. and
0: that was a little bit hokey uh it was yeah, that was a little i would have preferred so
1: like she throws him out right and then later uh aubrey edwards is uh, the referee you know she's doing something and then all of a sudden she just kind of looks out to the crowd and sees like him in a hoodie eating popcorn tried to hide then she's got to go out and throw him out again right and then later maybe she catches him like up on the balcony trying to peer over right and she got to keep throwing this yeah. guy out of the you know what i mean like keep doing that and then mm-hmm. eventually he finds a way to sneak in a little ovarian delight right Um, Yeah Something like that But I mean that's a little tweak And that's you know If I had the pencil And I can do it better than you Um, But again I mean the match was good And I like kind of the ending Where it was It wasn't that like uh, You know it was just It felt realish Where Ford just kind of Ran out of gas And Sheeta was clearly Just a little bit better Right And just kind of It took a You know what I mean An extra little knock Right But but she got her Right
0: Yeah and that's what I liked About this match uh, As well I thought the in ring action Was really really good Uh, it was one of those rare moments where the right person won, but then the person who lost, and in this case, Penelope Ford still looks strong. I still think, you know, next week, if Penelope Ford takes on, um, you know anyone really uh, outside of the champion? I think she has a fighting chance. Maybe Nyla Rose isn't; she's not up to that caliber, but she's in that you know top echelon of contenders for the title. And she didn't look stupid in the ring with the champ. You know she she had her moments, she had her false finishes, uh, and it was believable at, at certain points in the match where it's like, well, maybe P- Penelope Ford does become the champion. Uh, so I I think. I think she's a well, star. Uh, he'll I think act it,
1: like that. And with uh, Kip Saving by her side, I mean, it would be a good run, right? I mean, the braggadocious yeah. nature of it all would be good.
0: Yeah, she has the it factor. One thing I, I get tired of, uh, just generally speaking, when men talk about women in pro wrestling is, uh, and it was even mentioned in the highlight package before this match. And I can't remember who said it. Maybe it was Jim Ross, but it, it was, you know, not only is she good looking, she can oh, wrestle. Yeah. And it's like, Okay, like, and I get that because we also do that to men to a certain extent in pro wrestling yeah, as well, right? The, we say like, much.
1: I mean, you know, yeah,
0: but we always say like, Roman Reigns has the look. Look at him; he looks like a champion. So, I mean, I'm not saying True it's, that, you know, universal. but I think it
1: feels different when you know what I mean when we're like, oh yeah, he's got I the look agree. or he's got an impressive physique versus like, ah, she's easy on the eyes too. Oh, and she can wrestle. You know, it's like, hey, right. hey dude, we're not like talking but, about like. We're not looking. We're not like, hey, check out the bulge size on Rollins, right? Like,
0: right. Of course, yeah, yeah. But I will say that she does have the look. She has that presence when she walks out with that leather jacket, uh, and she just owns the stage before she gets to the ring. uh, I could believe that she would have the championship belt on her shoulder across the across her waist. Like, uh, she has a good presence about her. So, uh, yeah. Again, I thought this was the match of the night. Uh, there was a little the hokey spot with the kendo stick, but generally speaking, I was impressed by both women uh, after this match was done. And yeah, Sheeta, the baby face champ, continues to dominate the division. I think that's the right move to build new stars. And where AEW kind of lacked a women's division, now they're starting to get the ball rolling and uh, really invest into some characters. And I'm really excited to see what happens uh, moving forward.
1: Yeah, me too. So after that... We got uh, one of the big spotlight matches here, right? We got Cody and Hager for the TNT Championship, which this match, I would say, my feelings on this match embody my feelings on how this whole TNT Championship is playing out, right? On paper, you're like, okay, this could could be pretty decent if they do it right, and then you go, ah, looks like they didn't do it exactly right. Um, Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. yeah that's how i feel about the whole thing yeah i agree i i think cody
0: there's a fine line with cody where his matches can be instant classics like he had with his brother dustin rhodes or in this case he just does a little bit too much and it's too convoluted at the end and what i mean by that is
1: compensating to try to pick up for hager you think
0: Maybe. And maybe that is because, you know, as I told you last week, I think Jake Hager is the drizzling shits. I wish he'd just stop wrestling, get him out of the inner circle. It would make the the stable way cooler. Put in Wardlow in his place. I like that way better than uh, Jake Hager. But what I was getting at is, yeah, there was just too much. Maybe you are right. Maybe they were overcompensating because it was Jake Hager uh, chokes um, – arn anderson then there's a low blow then dustin rhodes hits jake hager and then jake hager has a submission uh but then super quick he gets rolled up but he keeps the submission but then maybe cody taps out but i can't really tell and then he is unconscious but then he's laughing because he knew he got away with the win and then jake hager beats up a ref it was just too much shit they were putting 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bucket and it just didn't work for me but it also didn't work for me moving into this match too right i thought the press conference even though cody held up his end jake hager uh you know fun is what happens when jake hager's not around i think he's void of personality and so uh i just didn't like him in this spot
1: fun is what happens when jake hager is not around
0: doesn't he seem like that guy? He seems like the guy when you're having a get together or you're having a party or even at work when you're having a side conversation and everything is just, uh, you know, laughing and it's rainbows and smiles. And then he walks into the room and it gets fucking awkward. And then it's like a turd in a punch bowl. And then you gotta just disperse and just leave because he seems like Jake the guy Hager who never gets
1: any joke. Right. And so, yeah. like you're saying, mm-hmm. right, we're all sitting around joking, comes around and he's like, what? And you're like, ah, nothing, man. And he's like, no, nah, tell me. And we're like, ah, it was just a joke. And he's like, no, nah, tell me. And and nobody wants to tell him because he knows, or because we all know, right? He's not going to get it, and it's going to be awkward. But you got to tell him because he won't leave it alone. And then it's all awkward. And then everybody's silent, staring around at Jake.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he feels like uh, that the type of guy in the in the workforce uh, that you'd catch doing something weird. Like I feel like he's the type of guy that washes his paper plates. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Just throw it away uh, or recycle it. Um, but he just is weird. No, I just don't like him.
1: No, he's going to be the guy that uses uh, way too many paper plates and then like throws them away, uh, you know, just to get another one for the same stuff because it got like a little too much juice on, on his 14 paper plates. Um, but he's not going to really, you know, like he's not going to recycle it, not going to, you know, try to reuse it um, or reduce. He's definitely not that guy
0: yeah or he's also the type of guy when uh, if he's trying to do something nice for his wife and makes her a cake he gets confused on what sugar and salt looks like and he puts in the salt instead of the sugar and then it tastes like shit like that's the type of guy Jake Hager is
1: yeah Ew. fuck that guy (laughs) well yeah yeah, definitely that guy's. Yeah, all right. Uh, let's just move on then. Yeah, I mean Cody. You know, sure. I mean, I, I didn't think Hager was going to win this. I mean, I think we all knew. Again, they're still on the pimp Cody train, pimp the TNT title. Especially, I think they were trying to buy time, hoping this COVID thing would blow over, get that title belt prettied up, and then take it all over TV. But again, well, nobody's doing TV live, right? Nobody. <laughs> we can't get that belt fixed, so I think they're going to be in stall mode, and I think we're going to get this again. They did that. We've seen this finish a thousand times in pro wrestling, right? No, I got mm-hmm. the submission. No, I I pinned you at the same time, but you know that like so we're gonna get this again, and I you know hopefully they'll do a little bit better, but I mean the bar's low, so I don't know that we're really gonna have a whole lot of high expectations. So we can move on, huh?
0: Yeah. Uh, one thing that I thought of though, as we we're recapping this night and a little bit later in the, the episode, we're gonna do our picks for night two is Cody, uh, proclaimed that he's gonna cut a schedule like you've never seen before. Does he wrestle next week?
1: They're going to do it again next week, aren't they? They're going to do it.
0: Well, no, because kayfabe, he, uh, Jake Hager is suspended for 10 days because he beat up the referee post-match. Uh, but I just wonder if he's going to do an open challenge or anything so, like yeah. that. So Maybe? I bet
1: you he wrestles. Ooh, here's something. Does Jericho have a match next week? Mm-hmm. He wrestles uh, Orange Cassidy. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to say like he wrestles Jericho or something, but... Uh, because you know Jericho's like, well, Hager can't be here, but I, but yeah, Jericho's got a match. Um, and well, we can't do Sammy Guevara. Um, hmm. yeah, I mean, he'll probably wrestle somebody, right? Oh, it'll probably be they'll find somebody else from outside the organization, right? It'll be a big shock or somebody new that yeah. can just now be on TV because they got let go, right? Is that coming up?
0: Or yeah, uh, yeah, that is coming up. One thing that I think would shock the system. Uh, and I'm not alluding to undisputed era, just no a, pun as a intended. Phrase, right no pun intended uh but you know what i would think would be cool let's just hypothetically say uh, next week cody says as i said i'm cutting a schedule like you've never seen before that doesn't mean i take a night off this is you know another episode of dynamite it's night two a fighter fest i have an open challenge you know what would be cool if uh this person op- or answered that open challenge kenny omega right if he's just like hey I just had a big win, and we'll get to that in a little bit. I just had a big win on night one. I think I can keep this momentum, and that championship looks like something I want to have. And just like a friendly, you know, handshake, handshake. But, you know, the last two to three weeks, uh, AEW has been losing the uh, ratings war to to NXT, even though I think uh, AEW has been the better show. Uh, a, a way to pop that rating is if you're just flipping through the channels or going back and forth, you might stay on AEW because now you see Cody versus Kenny Omega when on NXT it's, you know, Timothy that- Thatcher versus Robert stone or whatever it is, you know? So maybe yeah. that's what they would do. That's what be, be uh,
1: Kenny two titles.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean that, that idea could be there. Obviously NXT is going to do a winner takes all uh main event with Keith Lee and uh, Adam Cole. So maybe they, you know, combat that with their own little uh title versus title not well it's a tag team championship but you get what i'm saying
1: you saw there's a spoiler out for that which i won't share here if anybody doesn't want to be a spoiler but you saw one of the well yeah but now who maybe that's a work
0: Hmm? well because i saw another yes i saw the uh the photo that's circulating uh uh, the internet and i just happened to do it because i think someone i followed retweeted it which you know sucks for me um, but I did see another NXT wrestler that said, Hey, we film both angles, which is kind of weird. Cause then it's like, do we have a, just an alternate universe where, you know, one way this happened and then the other way there's this well, other alternate this is universe when
1: you can do tapings like this, because what happens if in a week from now, uh, Keith Lee twists his ankle falling off the bus, um, you know what I mean? <laughs> Getting off the bus or whatever. And he can't wrestle for three months. Uh, you go, oh man, I'm glad we taped it uh you know, this way, uh and and this way, because now uh we can select which one we want, right?
0: Or even to cover your ass even more, let's just say they filmed that last week. Uh it's you know, fourth of July, they're gonna do more tapings. Keith Lee or Adam Cole shows up to uh the performance center and they've got COVID.
1: Well exactly. Right. It, yeah, that's you know? even maybe the more likely scenario than the one I put forth is. Uh, yeah, you, you do both. So, you, you you get Cole winning, you get Lee winning. Either one of them comes down with COVID, and you go, "Whew! Well, we got the film, right? We got the footage. Nobody knows the wiser. These guys haven't been on TV with the with the belt yet, either, or of them, right? So,
0: mm-hmm. right. So maybe that's what they did. Who knows? Vince McMahon is a weird fucking guy, and that company is so ass backwards. But they make a shit ton of money. So what do I know? Uh, back to Fighter Fest night one uh, after the uh, um. Cody uh, versus Jake Hager TNT championship match. We got an awesome promo. Well, we got a video package of Darby Allen saying he's still not cleared, but then he does a backflip onto a skateboard down a ramp. That's cool, right? Like if you're into skateboarding, sure. neat. I mean, I'm you 34. See the, you can
1: see the, you know, the practice and precision required to do something like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think for Darby Allen, where I think he needs to take off a little bit Is let's ramp up the weirdness and the evilness and just the Darby Allen ism of him. And, you know, who we should take out first, I think. Matt, Matt Hardy, right? Because he seems like a Jeff Hardy clone. So who better to take out Matt Hardy than a Jeff Hardy clone uh, and just do that? That seems like it's made for each other. Matt Hardy, I think, could write that whole story himself and put Darby Allen in a spot that he hasn't been in before. But that's anyhow, that's my opinion.
1: Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Um, Yeah. uh, All right. So then what was next?
0: Well, then after that, then we got the promo that has upset the world. We got Taz walking out with Brian Cage doing a little shooting, uh, air quotes there. Uh, on John Moxley not showing up to uh, defend his championship at Fighter Fest, uh, it was announced that in two weeks' time for Fight for the Fallen, which you know NXT will combat with slamboree or some bullshit, um, at Fight for the Fallen it will be Brian Cage versus John Moxley. Taz. Uh, did a little uh, shoot promo kind of also in kayfabe where he said, hey, brother, you've been tested twice. You were negative both times. You know, if you come here, uh, we don't run a, quote, sloppy shop, which, uh, you know, permeated throughout the uh, Twitter wrestling universe. Uh, and he said, when you come here, you'll get tested again. And you'll be negative again. So I don't know why you're hiding at home. And man, Taz, right? Fucking Taz.
1: Taz. Yeah. This
0: is the Taz. This is the Taz that when he left WWE and went to TNA and he was managing Samoa Joe. This is the Taz that I think we wanted to see, right? Like maybe it's seasoning or uh with age becomes better promos or maybe he's actually pissed off at WWE for not putting him in the Hall of Fame when they had opportunities post TNA, you know. Uh but he is just vicious and just scathing with his promos and I love it and Brian Cage looks the fucking part
1: doesn't he oh man he's huge right and he just looks he looks like the guy who doesn't have much to say because he can't because all he knows is he's just going to punch your face in because he can and what are you going to do about it yeah he's the guy that
0: flips up the table not because he's necessarily mad it's just because he doesn't know how to express his his anger in any other form he doesn't know how how to tell you that he's
1: really sad that you said that to him
0: Right, yeah, so he storms off and he throws a table upside the bartender's the head or something. You would have made a good cut. Yeah.
1: Ooh, what? Jesus. Sorry, never mind.
0: <laughs> Jesus, okay. Uh, getting back on track, um... Yeah, so that match I'm excited for. Uh, I think, you know, as I mentioned a couple different times, John Moxley is the best for me in small doses. So maybe this makes me yearn to see the title match without him on TV for a couple weeks. Uh, but I'm excited for this. Fight for the Fallen in two weeks. Again, I think NXT will slap together some dated WCW uh, pay-per-view that we've forgotten about and just puts that in the Performance Center. And that's what we got for NXT. Uh, but isn't this uh, what we asked this? for
1: with competition, right? I mean, it's it's oh. NXT versus AEW, but now they're doing this, right? Now they're going, and hey, we're going to do this. And they went, oh, yeah, well, we'll do this. Oh, by the way, we, we're naming it uh one of your dead father's ideas.
0: Yeah, and by the way, did you see Cody's shirt, which was... Uh, in the same artwork as the Great American Bash uh, when he walked out for his match. I thought that was a nice touch. Um, What I'm getting at with NXT, though, is I I definitely like this, right? Yeah, the you do this, well, I'm going to one-up you and do that. And I love that. But it just seemed like, and we'll get into this after night one of our Fighter Fest recap, but... um, I just kind of felt like it was a little bit too slapped together last second. Like it was like nothing, nothing, nothing. They said something. Oh, now we say something. It was like, well, then just plan out and make this more of a bang than just cool cars and some American flags. And we're calling it the Great American Bash. I guess you were trying
1: to steal some ratings, right? And that may have worked from what we see. Um, But like, just again, if you're really wanting to promote the Great American Bash, then do it in a couple weeks time and and you know what i mean blow out the ratings then, yeah right but
0: that's what uh-huh. that's what i'm getting at yeah great american bash was a really fine episode of nxt but if you're comparing that great american bash to what wcw used to do in the late 80s early 90s and even throughout the nwo run like that episode of nxt is not the same thing as those pay-per-views and so it just felt a little hollow right Anyhow, yeah, in
1: florida why didn't they do it at a
0: beach yeah, well, I'm just, trust me. Who knows what WWE is? would have been safer of
1: for everybody involved. <laughs> Whatever. They don't care about that.
0: But let's get into what I thought was the moment of the night. So I already told you that I thought the women's uh, AEW championship match uh, was the match of the night. The main event had the moment of the night. And well, we that missed the uh, private
1: party in Ortiz and Santana.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. Yep, yeah. Go into that real quick before I jump the gun.
1: Well, uh, you know, Private Party wins this match, which again, I mean, I don't think anybody thought this wasn't going to be, you know, a good contest, right? These teams are good at what they do. We love Santana and Ortiz for sure. Um, I just, you know, it was fun and fun to watch, but that's all I took from it, right? I mean, this doesn't feel like this is, you know...
0: Yeah, Private Party first off, like I say, I'll say it every time they they wrestle on Dynamite has the best uh entrance music in all of AEW. Maybe Adam Page, Adam Page has a fucking badass song too, but Private Party, I can put on at a party and I think people will get move into it. Um so I just love that. Like they already have that vibe. They're a little bit green for me. Like, there's still a little bit of, like, hey, will you stand right there? Okay, because I'm going to run to these ropes, do a backflip off of it, and catch your head. Like, it's a little bit. Stand too bent much over like in a that, prone which, position
1: hey, that you would never naturally be in for 15 seconds.
0: Right. And, and again, they're 22 years old, or how, you know, they're young guys. They're still learning. Matt Hardy, I think, is helping them uh, both on screen as giving them credibility and also probably backstage. So that's great. Um, but I really wish Santana and Ortiz would have won this. I think they're awesome. I think we need more Santana and Ortiz. I want that Santana and Ortiz that was LAX and, and Impact Wrestling with uh, Eddie Kingston. That's who I wish that. like In a perfect world, in my perfect world, now that Evolve has went to uh, WWE officially, uh, I don't see them picking up Eddie Kingston. I wish Eddie would go over to AEW you have a defection with pride and powerful, you know, Santana and Ortiz turns on the inner circle. You make maybe Jericho a baby face out of that. And then the person that turned, you know, Santana and Ortiz on Jericho was Eddie Kingston. And then you get Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho two great promo guys. God, that'd be fucking awesome. But I understand pandemic. We don't need to be paying people if we don't have the money anyhow. Uh, but I wish Santana and Ortiz would have got this, uh, win because like, they're the shit, man.
1: <laughs> they are. I agree.
0: You know, like, I want them more. I want them to have the matches with the Young Bucks again. Like, when they came in and they had the presidential mask and then they revealed themselves, it seemed like, okay, we're going to get Young Bucks and uh, Santina and Ortiz. And we did for a, a hot second, but then it kind of felt like once they joined Inner Circle, they just became the the, the two that took the losses instead of... Uh, jericho or hager you know what i mean and so although i understand that and someone needs to serve that role in the heel faction i think santana and ortiz need a little bit more victories for me to like fuck yeah remember how good they are you know i agree with that yeah i agree all right, so now it is main event time for Fighter Fest night one. And as I mentioned before, I jumped the gun. Uh, the moment of the night, I think, and Tim, let me know if you agree with this, but the moment of the night is the best friend's entrance. They are brought to the arena in a minivan driven by Sue, who is Trent's actual mother. For their main event championship match, how fucking awesome is that?
1: She gives him a kiss on the cheek. I mean, it was so fun.
0: Oh, and Trent the entire time tries to like keep a serious face when he gets the kiss, and then he like smiles because he's like, "Yeah, that's my mom." And then he goes, uh, you know, shoulder to shoulder with Chuck, and they put their arms up, and they're like, "We're gonna fuck people up." It's just like. Fuck yeah. yes, well, man. yeah, because
1: even, you know, as Chuck, like, gets out of the car, like, he looks like it's young kids getting dropped off, right? <laughs> For the thing, like, he's so, like, just wide-eyed, like, ready to roll, and he even, like, looks back, like, yo, man, you gonna get your mom, you know? <laughs> like, what's Right. On? Like,
0: that is, that is the definition of why, in my opinion, the best friends are the best tag team in pro wrestling, because they can give you the you know, badass 15, 20 minute tag team match with all the fun spots and yada yada. Or they can give you a great promo backstage after being defeated and they're going to come back and kick your ass or they can give you this. Like they're so versatile with their skill set as a cohesive unit that it's just like, they're the best. And if I'm being honest, I love hangman adam page and kenny omega each and every week ever since i saw him in february in person has just been climbing my ladder of favorite pro wrestlers currently and even though those two are awesome i really wish best friends would have got this victory like i think they need to be the champions of this division we could do so much with you know Titles. We could do skits at home now that Sue's been introduced with the champions getting oh, homemade could meals them. made yeah, for exactly.
1: them. She'd be like, like preparing them their lunches.
0: Yeah, it's just hey, we've got a match with SCU, but before we do, we got to get our uncrustables, right. and then like Sue hands them their yeah, like sack like, lunch. Mom, you know, I thought, I thought you were going to get the cherry. <laughs> Right, like, there's just a lot that we could do to get behind Best Friends.
1: And I love how even Britt Baker was there, and she's like, what the fuck?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Britt Baker, by the way, is just still killing it. They didn't feature enough, I thought, like, I still wish... They would have had her, you know, doing the notes to Tony Schiavone. I think she did one when FTR was watching this match, but she didn't get featured too much, which, hey, I don't need her every week, but it's still a little sprinkle in there uh, each episode. added to the
1: realism when, like, they just walk by and she's just like, what are these dorks?
0: Yeah, what are these dorks doing? Uh, this was a great match uh not great this was a very good match a very solid match uh f t r as i just mentioned uh did come out and watch this uh at the commentary booth kind of just being that looming were the real badasses in this division i thought that was fine uh the finish kind of felt a little generic you know there was no like like they didn't do the last call to get the win they just had adam page do his buckshot lariat which is a badass move i love that move but the last call is their finisher right it's the knee to the back of the head clothesline to the uh torso there's the one two three i wish that would have got the best friends out if they're gonna lose Um, and then you know ftr comes down to celebrate they give him a beer obviously hangman uh, is going to take that beer and drink it in three seconds which is just on course and, you know, par, uh, for his, uh, character. And then Kenny Omega is going to be the guy like at the stadium stampede who drinks milk. So he's going to dump it out. And that pissed off FTR. I thought it was weird that the young bucks were just waiting right there to stop the melee from potentially happening. Uh, and then you got kind of, yeah, a lackluster pull apart. I didn't think, um, it was as, uh, it wasn't as, exciting of a finish of a you know free yeah. pay-per-view that you, you know, could have you done. You
1: mentioned that because their tag team division is so strong, and there's so many of them, that it makes it the strongest division in all of wrestling, but it adds to things like this, right? Now we're getting the... Now uh, we've got too many... Remember when WWE did the brand split because like we had to fit... Eighteen stars into ten spots, right? And that's kind of what this is feeling like. And it almost feels like Omega and Hangman are the tag champs because they also don't know what to like. They don't have enough spots for the singles run. Like AEW starting to reach that point where, hey, is there fat to trim or do we need to somehow expand to a secondary, you know, online product for some folks only or something? You know.
0: Yeah, I mean AEW Dark is their secondary show exclusively on YouTube. Uh, And it's really good uh, in the sense that they do use records, which if you remember uh, back to when we were talking about AEW, we were like, "Eh, that seems pretty stupid, but I think it's actually working for me. I I don't know about you, but yeah, but I feel like AEW Dark is essentially just saying, hey, you know, Sean Spears, we need to lose on dynamite to the QT marshals of the world. Right. But we can't have. Uh, Sean Spears being three and 14. So we need him to have four or five victories. So let's just put him on dark with enhancement talent, you know, X and he'll get the win. I think we need to have a W dark, get a little bit more ramped up. Just like what you said, there's so many tag teams and there's just so much talent, uh, that, we do need a well, secondary you can make show Dark now. As long
1: as you want, it's online. People are already going to probably be watching it in chunks. Like, people probably aren't, like, for the most part, like, all right, time to sit down and watch AW Dark. Let me block out this hour of time or however long it is, you know, like, and just sit here and watch it. I'm sure some do, but a lot of people probably watch a little bit, come back, watch a little more later, right? Um,
0: well, and you can make this two hours. Yeah, and you actually might, y- you know, again, I am, I am a W through and through right now. Uh, um, I, I just love the show, but when I see a W dark and I see it's Wardlow versus the captain, whatever his name is, it's like, I know what that is, right? Like, okay, I get what that is. or if it's, uh, you know, orange Cassidy versus, again enhancement talent b i'm going to watch the orange cassidy entrance and see if he does anything silly but like i know the outcome so if we can use dark to say hey it's scu versus uh you know the dark order number 1 contenders match well i don't know who's going to win that right like who will win that and then you can go on dynamite and have that number 1 contenders match and say as you saw on a W dark SCU got the victory over the dark order. And that's why they're taking on hangman, Adam page and Kenny Omega. Like you can use dark to tell some more stories. Cause yeah, they have so much talent. We need, we need to flush out a little bit more of Colt Cabana and the dark order, which is going to be on night two, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, we need to see more Joey Janela and sunny kiss and what they're going to look like as a tag team. That's another tag team that just developed that I had, didn't even mention um, you know, there's a ton of talent here, and I do think that Dark needs to step it up a little bit and just be more than, hey, Sean Spears got another victory. Now he's, you know, seven and two in his last, uh, you know, nine matches or whatever it is.
1: Yeah. Um. So, still got hanging yeah. in in uh in Omega tag champs. Yeah, and,
0: and I think you know as we started off this recap. Uh, as I mentioned, the, the first half I thought was really solid and got me through that first hour felt like in 10 minutes. Cause it was just so entertaining the second hour with, as I even mentioned on the recap, I missed it, uh, the private party and Santana and Ortiz match. It, it didn't really have anything. So I kind of forgot about it. And then the lackluster finish to both the Cody match and, uh, the tag match, it kind of, it wasn't a dud. It definitely wasn't a dud, but for the expectations that I had, it didn't quite
1: meet those. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I also at the end of it was like, okay, that was technically night one. So we'd be at a halfway right. point. So they've got time yeah. to come across. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll see how and night then, two goes.
0: Yeah. And then a couple other highlights from night one that, uh, we didn't necessarily hit on cause I forgot them until just now. Uh, Orange Cassidy goes out to the commentary booth uh, while Chris Jericho is calling the matches and does absolutely nothing and just pisses off Chris Jericho. I thought that was perfect. Like that's the perfect way for Orange Cassidy to get someone hot at him. Right. It's just like, who are you? I'm just going to sit here. I thought that was perfect. Uh, and then I think the thing that solidified this uh, war for me, like I am now officially an AEW foot soldier, and I will be until the foreseeable future, and they won me over with this, is it was announced on night one that on night two, they're going to do the AEW Puppy Battle Royal. You got me. You got me, guys. You know, like, (laughs) it's so fucking awesome. And here's the thing. I always talk about how I really dislike the Young Bucks meta uh, inside wrestling terms, you know, like the Meltzer driver. Like if I just show you that, or if I just show some casual wrestling fan, the Meltzer driver, they're going to say, well, what's the Meltzer driver. I'm going to say, well, it's an homage to Dave Meltzer. And they're like, who the fuck's Dave Meltzer? Like, you know what I mean? There's too many layers to the meta comedy that they do. However, with a puppy battle Royal, I think you got to go all in with the meta digs at WWE, Right. Do a fucking boneyard match where the goddamn dogs have to bury a bone.
1: Isn't that perfect? Well, or you, I think you just name them something vaguely like WWE character names, right?
0: Yeah, like how WWE used to make fun of WCW with the huckster and the right. nacho man. Yeah. yeah, you could do all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah you could have Jeff Robbins,
1: right? Um,
0: yeah. What else could you? Have? I I just think. Uh, I just think you have to do for one, it's going to be so cute and fuck you. If you don't think it's cute, you're, you're a heartless asshole. Um, but not you, Tim, just the listener. Uh, but it's gonna be cute as hell, which I can't wait for. I believe they're all adoptable dogs, which again, you're just pulling on my heartstrings. And then, yeah, make it worthwhile for a wrestling fan, and do like uh, and what you said. That name can bring name some right?
1: So people be like, look at look at this thing they did. And the people are like, what is this? And you go, oh, it's AEW. And they go, I don't know what that is. And you go, oh, it's a new wrestling company. And they go, oh, I used to watch wrestling, right?
0: Right. It's it's just I can't wait. I'm I'm telling you, night two is gonna have a lot of great matches. And we can uh, pull up the card here in just a second and then uh, give us our, or give our picks for night two. Uh, but honestly, one of the top things that I'm excited for is this p- a puppy battle royal. I can't wait. It's going to be great.
1: It is going to be great.
0: All right. So let's uh, pull up night two and I will uh, Tim, you might want to fill for me here as I try to find it.
1: Yeah, at night um, two. I am. I am a little excited about checking out the Jericho. Uh, Orange Cassidy is probably the thing that first comes to mind, um, mm-hmm. and and I'll be interested to see how you know. We're where the flip side of this is is NXT, um, who considered themselves having won. Who's going to maybe go bold on night two? Right. Um, that'll be interesting. That'll be a fun little aspect too because they're going to get the results of these week one head to head two week. You know. Uh, battles, so who's going to be like, all right, fuck these guys, right? Or who's going to straight up make fun of the other one?
0: Definitely. Um, all right, so I pulled up from uh, Bleacher Report uh, the the card for night two. One thing I, I guess we forgot to mention uh, from the private party Santana and Ortiz match is the winner became the number one contender. So then on the night two's um, uh, match list. So I guess my Kenny Omega answers the open call can't happen. We're gonna get Kenny Omega versus Private Party for the AEW Tag Team Championships. It so can still happen. Tim, I will let you go first. Uh, who do you got, Kenny? Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page or Private Party with Matt Hardy?
1: Oh gosh. I don't think they're going to have – I could see them being like, oh, private party titles, Hardy's with them, right? Now he's trying to guide them on how to be champions, right? Like I could easily see that storyline 100%. But I just don't think I see them having them go over Omega and Hangman at this point. Like they've kind of built them into this thing where it's got to be, a you know what I mean, a pretty big deal. And I think you'll get a little mini storyline out of whoever finally takes those belts off of Omega and, and Page unless – they do it to themselves in a straight-up implore.
0: Yeah, uh, I I think uh, the way the Kenny Omega Hangman Adam Page story ends is either one of two ways. Either whoever comes out of this... Feud with FTR and the Young Bucks takes the titles off of them, or just like you said, it's you know, Hangman Adam Page is getting tired of the milk drinker, so he's just not going to take this tag and he's going to drop down to uh, from the apron drink and he's going to walk to the back and yeah, drink a beer and fuck that Kenny Omega, right? Like it's either one of those two things, and so for that reason, going back to this match, uh, I've got Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. So next up on the bout list, we have Lance Archer, who's a little bit forgotten about, if I'm going to be honest with you, Uh, versus the bad boy, who I want more of, Joey Janela. What do you got?
1: Lance Archer wins this. I, I don't see – I mean, unless – the only way Joey Janela wins this is through some kind of chicanery, right? Like he comes in and uh he, he – you know, gives him a low blow when he's not looking, right? Or maybe Sonny Kiss gets involved. But I, I just think, I I think Joey Janela has taken one for the team and is going to get thrown about the place.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, not to beat a dead horse here, but again, I feel like One criticism I do have of AEW is that Lance Archer, Jake Hager, and Wardlow are all the same character. I get that they're in different spots, but it's all the, I'm going to kill you. And even to that extent, a little bit of Brian Cage too, right? Like those four, not a lot of difference. Um, And of the four, I feel like Lance Archer is the odd man out as far as pushes go. Uh, you still have Jake Roberts, right? So Jake Roberts can still get in there, be his mouthpiece, start a new feud in the drop of a dime, or drop of a hat, I guess. Um, and now he's relevant again. Yeah, Jake but with-
1: Roberts is, is doing really well right now at being a guy you generally don't like because you're like, God, look at this guy. Like, he needs help, but, like, like he knows that by now right now it's still a choice right like uh, he's been doing this mm-hmm. 40 years and he's you know what i mean just got arrested for statutory rape again right <laughs> like look at this guy um I, wait a minute, did he? I, can only go so far i think you know i don't know wait wait a minute did he no i mean i'm just saying like oh, that's you're how just he looks right like he's that <laughs> right, greasy yeah. okay i don't know maybe uncle okay. right That <laughs> you're like oh, oh yeah gosh yeah. right like he's from yeah. straight up from the worst parts of independence missouri right
0: no, yeah, seen plenty of Jake Roberts in my life, uh, not up close and personal. Just in the city, um, uh, yeah. And then Joey Janela, I, I look, he's fucking stupid, but I love him because he's stupid, right? Like he he's so goddamn dumb, but he puts on fun matches. I think he's a great character. I like the Sunny Kiss thing that they're doing, which has me intrigued. I really want more Joey Janela. I don't think we're going to get it, but I, again, that's where dark needs to step up and we can feature Joey Janela there. But yeah. So Lance Archer gets the win there. Uh, we're both picking that. Uh, let me get back to it. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, we have the, I guess two, four, the eight man tag. It's FTR and the young bucks versus the lucha bros and butcher and the blade. What do you got?
1: Oh, I'm going to go with the Butcher and Blade and... Who's the other ones again? Lucha Bros. Lucha Bros. Be- just because I think we're going to have dissension between those two. And not in the way where are like, they snuck out a victory and there was dissension. I think, you know... Unless... I don't know, man. I could see what I just said happening if they're going to do it again, right? Um, hmm, hmm. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with what I had. I'm going to go with Lucha Bros and... Butcher and Blade, uh, who do seem to keep going in and out of like Cocaine Miami dudes and and Twisted. Gems. I have you know seventeen axes in my shed. Yeah. So
0: yeah, they need to. They need to. Yeah, they need to pick a lane and start driving in it because yeah, they're going a little bit too in and out. I've got. FTR and the Young Bucks because I think it's going to be one of those things where they're obviously going to be the better team and they're just going to start doing their team finishers as like a one upsmanship, right? So like FTR is going to hit their finisher and then they're going to pick up you know Butcher and then uh, the Young Bucks are going to super kick them. So then they pick so then FTR picks up the blade and they do a different type of double team move. You know what I mean? It's going to be this kind of thing.
1: And Lucha Bros right. love to get in on that, right? God and damn so it, Tim, you scooped me.
0: <laughs> so I think that's why they're going to win. And then I also think uh, post match, that's where then maybe we can get a Butcher and the Blade versus Lucha Bros, right? Maybe turn Butcher and the Blade into a pseudo baby face, at each where other, like, right? yeah, yeah, and then we get a blow off match again at AEW Dark. A dark we match,
1: could, man. That could be yeah. to, You know, no pun intended. Um, Get Butcher and the Blade going up against Lucha Bros. Like, both of those have a little dark tinge to them when they want to.
0: Yeah, and man, when Death Triangle can get back to full strength and Pac comes back, well, oh, I can't wait. I love Pac. I miss him so much. He's such a disgruntled a bastard, bastard yeah. and a. Fuck, he just—he just pulls on my heartstrings because I am just one in the same. I'm like a mix. If I was a pro wrestler, I'd be a mix of Pac and Orange Cassidy. Where I was like, God damn it, I have to be here. This is stupid. And then also like, I just don't it. like anyone. Yeah, and I just don't like anyone around me.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't be a likable lazy what dude. You'd be like the one that everybody's like, get this fucking. He's so angry, but he never does yeah. anything. Like, what the is he mad about?
0: But I'd be less, uh, yeah. But but then I'd be less articulate than Raven. So it's like I'd be a hybrid of all three. Yeah. Anyhow, that's just me. Uh, but that's why I like all three of them so much. Yeah. I just like all three of them so much. Uh, like an early okay, Bray
1: Wyatt so, speech. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Throw in him. I'm, yeah. I can be a mix of all those dark, weird characters. Uh, next up, we have Nyla Rose versus someone. So that's a Nyla Rose win, right? Nyla Rose in action. That's what they're promoting. Oh, Really? Yeah, we haven't we we don't have uh, an opponent yet, so it could be a jobber, could be five jobbers, or it could be female wrestlers
1: that got let go from uh, WWE Um, at the the COVID thing.
0: Not that I mean, yes. So there were some NXT girls Uh, uh, that got released, but I think the most
1: were like they come in and like they come in and beat the shit out of Nyla Rose, and all of a sudden everybody's like, "Ooh, what the fuck."
0: Yeah. You know who would benefit from getting released and going to AEW right Mm now? Uh, And it wouldn't happen because she's married to one of the Usos. But... um, Naomi? Naomi. Naomi and AEW? Wouldn't that fucking murder everything? She would be... Oh, God, that would be so cool. And I would say have the uh, Usos go over there, too. But, again, they're so stacked over there in the tag team division, they might just be another face in in the place. So, maybe not. But... I think Naomi over an AEW would just be a pig and shit. It just fits to a oh, T. like, it. all my little, my my little. Uh, I do. You're on fire with uh, your analogies t- tonight. Yeah. yeah, my little T Mac isms here. Uh, all right, let's continue with the card uh, and give us or give you our picks. We've got the Dark Order with Colt Cabana, so it's a six man tag. Dark Order. So I believe it's um, Brody Lee. I think it's Ten. I don't know who the the dark order member is maybe 10 but he may be nursing an injury from moxley so i'm not sure uh but then also colt cabana versus scu and so what do you think happens here
1: side note before we get into this when do we Mm -hmm. get the sean spears 10 showdown Mm. what a great idea right what a great
0: idea. Right? Like, think yeah. of the,
1: the fun little, like, innuendos. and. Uh, yeah, how the Young Bucks haven't booked that yet. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, that great idea, Tim. You should write them and let them know. Like, hey, do this soon.
1: Yeah, do this. Sean Spears ain't doing nothing else. Do this. Have him, like, yeah. fight for the right for the name of 10. Right? <laughs> You don't get to call yourself 10. I decided to just call somebody 10. Yeah, never explain I never explained why. I, I, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, just let us, you know, for the ones who don't know his WWE career, just be like, well, that's weird. I guess he just loves the number 10. Yeah. Um, anyway. But yeah, that's, um, that was perfect. Great idea.
1: All right, so it's SCU, Dark Order, and Colt Cabana. Uh, Dark Order wins this with Colt Cabana, but I just don't know if we get – I mean, unless this is where Cole Cabana finally gives them the old, you know what I mean, shove off. I'm not interested, you know, whatever his famous movie is, if there is one. Um, I imagine it's something about, like, you know, flopping his stomach on him. Um, not because he's bad, just because, you know, he's typically a comedy act, right? Um, yeah. Ah, I don't know, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Dark Order and Cole Cabana win this, and I think they kind of continue it. I think maybe we get maybe Colt does something a little sketchy and they're like, all right, giving him the thumbs up. And he's kind of like, that kind of felt, eh. you know what I mean? Like, that felt, you know, maybe I can do this. Yeah. I,
0: uh, so, you know, my dark horse, uh, for a W of the next guy, uh, is Scorpio sky. So I just wish they would push him a little bit more, maybe get him a, Away from SCU. Although, did you see the new SCU shirt on uh, shopaw.com? So, you know how SCU always does, this is the worst town I've ever been in? They uh, have a new shirt, and I might be butchering the, the phrase exactly, but uh, it goes something to the effects of, this is the worst year I've ever lived in. And it has a little mask uh, on the shirt. And I was like, that's perfect. That is fucking perfect, that is right? Fun, yeah. Uh, I can't buy it because I got married and the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. So still, yeah. my year is pretty fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, your wife <laughs> would love that one, right? <laughs> yeah. like,
0: what happened this year? Um, like,
1: well, a <laughs> bunch of
0: good shit. <laughs> kind of a shit. crazy yeah. one. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you strap in and uh, listen Listen to my year of 2020. Anyhow, um, but yeah, so I, I have a soft spot for Scorpio Sky because I think he could be a champion level talent main event story kind of guy uh but i agree with you i think this is where colt cabana maybe uh flirts with the dark side maybe he does one thing that kind of catches everyone off guard like oh my god couldn't believe you did that and then that allows Brody lee to do his discus clothesline on one of them uh, uh, of scu and then that or maybe even 10 gets a roll up you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and then uh Dark Order gets the win. So we, we see a little bit of flirtation of did Colt Cabana just join the Dark Order, but we get no confirmation so that we keep the story going. So that's where I'm going.
1: Yeah. Um okay. Alright, so what's next?
0: Alright, so now we've got the main event and it is the match that you said you were looking forward to the most on uh, night two of Fighter Fest. We have Orange Cassidy versus Le Champion. Or- Chris Orange Cassidy
1: wins this hands down, like unless they're going to continue this feud and make it even a bigger thing. If I'm for the fallen, like I think Jericho wants to put this dude over for peeking behind the curtain. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is a very important singles match for Orange Cassidy, even more so than the Pac match. I think the Pac match established, hey, this character he can, can do a match. Right. Yeah. This guy can actually wrestle. And then this match is the, Hey, we can actually do something with this character. Uh, so for that reason, I could see orange Cassidy get the win. Um, I think I'll agree with you. I think orange Cassidy will get the win, but I think, uh, a storyline that may was, may have been dropped for a couple weeks that we forgot about that might pop the ratings again is, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw a Mike Tyson appearance. Mm -hmm. Some type of standing on the, you know, where the crowd, air quotes is, uh, guardrail, and then that just distracts.
1: Right to the the jaw.
0: Yeah. Or, Or just he stands there that uh distracts Chris Jericho, he starts yelling at him, you son of a bitch, all that stuff roll orange up. cassidy gets the gets the roll up and then post match Jericho you know jumps back up is still yelling at Tyson Tyson gets in the ring, and then like you said, yeah, a short right funny, hand, right, okay there so he's yelling
1: at Tyson uh orange Cassidy comes in with the roll up, and as such is like as he's got him rolled up, he's like sitting on the back of his legs and then he just kind of like fake checks his watch while the ref comes yeah. to three. You know what I mean? Like he's bored, right? Puts on, mm-hmm. checks his glasses, right? And then gets the three count and gets out of there. Um, That could be great. Or he just does it,
0: yeah. Or he just does his thumbs up, right? So he's like you said, sits on the back of his legs. He just finds the hard camera and does his thumbs up and then gets the win and then just walks out. That would be great,
1: yeah. Oh, and Jericho could finish. have a meltdown about that, right? Like they could show that over and over again.
0: Yeah. That would be perfect, yeah. So uh, again, the one match missing from this that was uh, originally advertised is the uh, AEW championship match that we'll get the next week after that uh, between Brian Cage with Taz versus John Moxley. Uh, that event will be called Fight for the Fallen, which they've done one uh, previous. I believe it's a. Uh, benefit show for the nonprofit organization. I don't know exactly which one off the top of my head. we don't fact check here so let's just say it's for fight for the fallen LLC I don't know um
1: yeah, but it is for a you know uh, veteran Memorial yeah it's for kind
0: of one of them thing, you know group. yeah and one great thing is that there's so many of them I don't know which one it is so that's a a plus to know you know what I mean that so many people are trying to help out uh but I'm not trying to minimize it. I just don't know. Um, so yeah, that will be in two weeks, but yeah, so that's night two. That's our picks. Uh, generally speaking, uh, kind of touching back on what I started with here. Uh, that was night one of NXT great American bash. And we didn't really cover that too much, um, versus AEW fighter fest night one. What, what, what did you take away from, uh, the competition on Wednesday night?
1: I think I liked them about the same. If anything, I'm giving nod. the nod. The event felt more like an event for AEW, right? It felt like a, hey, bright lights, this is cool, this is something neat, right? Um, the NXT, I thought, was really solid wrestling, and it, you know what I mean, it, it checked the boxes as far as, like, wrapping up or working on storylines, right? Um so I, you know what I mean? Like I, I still maybe give it a close edge to AEW, and maybe that's just because you know we've been doing that, and that's kind of how I feel overall in general. So maybe it was really a virtual tie for me, but I mean I didn't mind the bash at all. Um, you know, I don't know. I thought it was a really good week of wrestling because of it.
0: Yeah, again, Wednesday nights are the best nights for uh, pro wrestling if, if you're trying to find some programming on your television. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Great American Bash. Again, it felt a little hollow because I didn't really see anything different. Kind of like to what you said, the aesthetics of Fighter Fest uh, felt more like a special event where NXT Great American Bash just felt like, hey, they put two cars by the entrance and now they're just walking to the ring like normal.
1: Yeah, why um, wasn't this done up like it was lines, a big, uh, you know, Fourth of July cookout, right? Like, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, they could have
0: done something more. But how with how, Americana. The That company is well, and what I thought was uh, really funny—I don't know if you caught um, this—but NXT Great American Bash, right? America, America, America. America—we're celebrating America, and in our first match, uh, Tegan Knox from Wales gets the win. uh, Like, (laughs) I thought that was interesting, right? And she's the baby face, yeah. Um, I, I I do agree, and I I don't want to sound. Uh, sexist here or anything like that. I I do agree that the uh, NXT women's division is probably the most solid division NXT currently has right now. With that being said, though, I'm not invested in any real one story. The number one, yeah, the number one contenders match that started off the show, I thought was really solid. Tegan Knox is, uh, I'm a big fan of hers. So there was no uh ill will towards that match or the person who got the victory but okay so number one contender and then if you fast forward to the end of the show uh Sasha Banks who you know again I'm not the biggest fan of and Io Shirai who is another solid uh champion very much to uh Shida over an AEW I think uh they they fit the same role as far as like really impressive in-ring talent baby faces that you can get behind uh but if I'm being honest I like Hikiro Shida. Did I say that right?
1: Hikaru Shida.
0: Hikaru. Hikaru I'm gonna get that right. One of the Hikaru Shida. I like her more than I like Io Shirai, if I'm being honest. So uh, that's why you know. And to flip of the coin too. That's
1: a weird like for that match specifically. I don't really like Sasha Banks and Io Shirai is fine. Right. Again, I'm not like oh this is great. Right. Every time I watch them, fine. They put on a pretty good match where where I just kind of watched it step for step and kind of wasn't sidetracked and. I mean, there wasn't many timing issues, right? There wasn't many, which you get that nowadays because I think wrestling is oversaturated, right? We do have so many mm-hmm. performers that we see that we see a lot of folks that are kind of green, right? Um, and But this match was really good. Like, this was season professionals who clearly worked this out well. And there was very minimal spots where, like we talked about earlier, like, oh, I'm a little early getting back up while they're climbing to the top of the rope. So now I've got a. Stand here and act like mm-hmm. I, I don't know where I'm at for five seconds, right? There was very minimal of that, so I thought that went really well. Another match that we haven't touched on was the Timothy Thatcher Oni Lorkin match. That one looked like a straight up uh gr- you know, a grappling match. This fight. And that was good at being yeah. the there. Made Thatcher look sadistic. Um so I thought that went well. I like what they're doing with this guy. Um and Lorkin yeah, you that know, was a good was a good for that, right? It was like, hey, I'm, I can do this. Yeah, I, I got this guy, and then nope, nope, no, I don't. Oh shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was my biggest takeaway from uh, the Great American Bash night one. Is Timothy Thatcher's fucking awesome, right? Yeah. Like, uh, for as much as I love Matt Riddle's character, again, I met him a couple times. I don't know about his current allegations, uh, so I won't speak on the actual person. I'm just gonna tell you what I see on my television, right? So let me just. Uh, use that caveat before I go on this tirade. Uh, for as cool as Matt Riddle is, uh, again on my television, I I think he's awesome and his in ring style is just insane. But uh, I almost wish he was still in NXT, and I know they did that pit match. I wish that feud would would continue because they have such similar in ring styles, but then they're polar opposites with personality, and that's why I also like Timothy Thatcher. It's that same aggressive shooter style. Uh match that he can give you but man his teeth are all fucked up he wants to punch you in the face just because i don't know you got too close to him he legit
1: looked crazy like out of his mind when he won that match after the double you know like the extra stretch of the arm and uh, he just looked insane like that left a really good like geez this guy is gonna fuck some people up
0: yeah he was the guy that i was like fuck yeah timothy thatcher that that like if i'm leaving two things away from both nights or from both promotions on that night it's timothy thatcher's fucking awesome and uh aw's uh tag team division is insanely talented
1: well, also our analysis uh from prior episodes rang true again in as such that the man that charisma forgot uh, is a really amazing performer in the ring when he's got another good worker with him. And Roderick Strong and Dexter Loomis put on a hell of a strap match. Um, Loomis yeah. hits hard, man. Uh, he's not fucking around uh, in the ring, which is great for his character, right? Um, I- I'm intrigued because with his aspect of like the drawing, the cartoons, the staring, right? Like, so you're not getting many promos out of him, but certainly. A crazy guy could, you know what I mean? A crazy stalker could get us a promo or two. Like, I, I'm intrigued with what you could do with a character like Loomis. And I think Strong has really helped look like a scared nerd for all of this, right? Like, it's it's worked really mm-hmm. well.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm interested. Uh, I'm getting interested, I should say, uh, of the Roderick Strong character in the sense that it feels like the turn's coming, right? Yes. now. I don't know if it's going to be he hits rock bottom he sees that the rest of undisputed era isn't you know Well they were supporting with him, him. Before
1: he joined right and then he kind of like it was a can't beat him join him kind of a thing.
0: Right. And so I don't know yeah I just don't know how that turn happens but it feels like it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be he hits rock bottom he sees undisputed era is not uh, having his back so he turns heel, or it's the hey, I just realized I can overcome my fears. Like maybe they do another Dexter Loomis match in two to three weeks or something uh, as he goes through like therapy. And then he realizes, like, I don't need it. Yeah, the I think he's like, arrow. hey
1: guys, I, you, you guys kind of make fun of me a lot, right? Like, you guys aren't really there to help me. Like, I'm clearly like the the guy it benefits you to have around, but you don't really like. Like, so fuck you guys, right?
0: And I thought it was really interesting uh, that Dexter Loomis got a victory over the number two guy. If you're really going to rank him out uh, in the undisputed era, like that's a good win for him. Um,
1: yeah. But yeah, uh, I like this Loomis thing, man. I, you know, like we, I do can, too. You can spread that character to anybody, right? But then you you got to worry about you're telling the same story. So that's going to be the key. Is like, how do they make it different? So it's really going to be heavy on the character he's going against. I think, but um, mm-hmm. you can do a lot with a Loomis.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, it was it was really both fun nights uh, or a fun night from both promotions. Uh, as I try to learn how to speak English, um, I would side with AEW just because they had more. They had more stories going into the night that I was interested in. Whereas, even though you do a number one contenders match, again, it's kind of like, okay, so it's four women. Let's see who wins. And then the the two on one uh, with uh, Aaliyah and Robert Stone, and then uh, Rhea Ripley. That didn't hit r- really well yeah, for me. That
1: wasn't you know, uh, I and mean, that was gimmicky. Yeah, I'll give you that.
0: And and the main event, like you said, it was a fantastic match. The timing was impeccable. For as much shit as I give Sasha Banks for being a character, her wrestling is insane, right? Like, she can wrestle any match with any woman on the face of the earth. But I always feel, and maybe it's because I'm jaded of watching wrestling for as long as I have, but I just, you know, when the main roster talent, especially heel, comes down to... NXT and we're still kind of seeing it that way you know like they're putting over the NXT talent so I kind of was like okay so how is EO gonna win this so For I sure, didn't really yeah. invest into that match you know what I mean
1: yeah yeah I mean you're right like I, I wasn't hanging on the edge of my seat or anything um yeah and it is more now that I've said it out loud and you kind of repeat it back that's more of me watching it being pleasantly surprised that I didn't see what I was expecting to find was some screw-ups and some fumbles, right? Um, Right. That's different than being like, this was a really great match, right?
0: Yeah. So uh, we've got night two of both uh, Fighter Fest and um, the Great American Bash. I think the biggest match, if I'm being honest, even though I'm somewhat of a, as I mentioned, AEW foot soldier, I think the biggest match is the winner takes all Adam Cole versus Keith Lee. I think, you know, that has a lot of stakes to it. We're going to see where both guys go as far as characters post match. Uh, So we'll see. It's it's definitely going to be interesting.
1: I agree, um, and then I guess unless you got anything else, man, we can end it there because uh, it was a great week of wrestling. So that means we uh, had a great week of a podcast, and I'm going to have a great week of editing here. So we've got to, uh, <laughs> we've got to get chopping too, right? Because this is a day late, and these people can't wait. Yeah. So let's get to let's get to moving, and then we'll just see you guys back next week.
0: The Spanish announce table.